The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, you too, go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off. And he went out again around noon, and around three o'clock, and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, these last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious? because I am generous. Thus, the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Tonight's Gospel reading brought to mind a couple of my favorite people. Who really have stories of our Lord calling them at different stages of life. In the gospel reading, our Lord reveals to us that even those who respond later receive the same reward. So when I was teaching RCIA at North American Martyrs, I think it was my second or third year of priesthood, um, there was a man who had come in, and he's retired probably in his 70s, and he came in to see me because he was working on an annulment. He had 
he had gotten married recently to a Catholic woman who was a widow, and she wanted to be married in church, and so he came in to work on his annulment, and he's super frustrated with the whole process, of course. Um, I think he wrote a couple letters to the bishop, actually, complaining about the process. And, uh, and he's kind of this gruff older guy, and I was a little intimidated by him most of the time. And he used to go on safari in Africa and hunt elephants. So I always called him like Leroy the Elephant Hunter. And, uh, and so he got his annulment and they got married in church and everything. And then he was hanging out out back one day and he goes, well, I think I'm gonna go to Kilcally's class and see what this like. He would come in every week and criticize the church and he'd always do his homework and he'd know all about like the weird things that happened with the German bishops and Pius X society and all of these things and he'd bring all his evidence. And, and he never really said if he was gonna convert or not convert. And, uh, and so Holy Thursday rolled around and I didn't know if he was gonna convert or not on Easter Sunday because he never really said if he was. So I call up his wife and I'm like, uh, is Leroy coming into the church or not? Because if he is, I want him to bring the oils up at mass tonight. Oh, I don't know. I'll ask him, Father. <laughs> okay, he said he'll do it. And he was baptized that Easter. In his 70s. He was baptized. And at that point, probably was more full of grace than me at the time. It's an amazing gift that our Lord gives to us. And for him, part of his motivation actually was when he learned that marriage is a sacrament between two baptized people. And like marriage, when there's one baptized, one not baptized, it's still a marriage, but it's not a sacramental marriage because we have to be in union with Christ to be an image of Christ's love for his church and it's baptism that brings us in union with Christ. And so it was really his zeal and love for his wife and wanting her to have a sacramental marriage that motivated him. And also the way that our Lord entered into his life in that kind of twilight of his life. It's never too late to respond to that invitation. It's never too late to respond to that invitation. And our Lord calls us at different times in our life and in different ways. You know, the first time I felt called to be a priest, I was very small, and my motivation wasn't that great, right? My motivation wasn't even a really any had it didn't even have anything to do with Jesus. It was like I wanted to know who my mother was, and my mother had died when I was two. So my syllogism about becoming a priest was sort of like, I really want to know my mother, and my mother's in heaven, therefore I have to get to heaven. Ugh. So I guess I'll become a priest because all priests go to heaven. That's how our Lord first started calling me. And then in high school, I had more of a conversion experience through a retreat program and got very involved in youth ministry. And there was a youth minister 
at my parish who would drive 15 minutes out of the way to pick me up to take me to youth group each week. And the sacrifice that he made just so that I could be part of this community meant a lot to me and changed the course of my life in high school. And then I went to military academy and then I strayed from our Lord. And then when I was an army officer, I really distanced myself from our Lord. And then at a certain point, just found myself where I had to change something. And I remembered I once thought I was supposed to be a priest. And that was really what moved me to start that journey to the seminary. But there are still times when I feel like that guy who's like waiting there to be called at five in the evening because there's still parts of my life that need to be converted. Still parts of my life that need to be converted. And really all of us can relate to starting again with our Lord as if for the first time and allowing him to come and call us in a new way. To kind of joyfully expect what our Lord is going to do in our lives next. Because that's when our relationship with him is alive. The other person that came to mind as I was reading the gospel is a person who was very faithful for her entire life. Um, Very faithful through college. Very faithful as a young adult. Very faithful as a young married person. And they were coming to me for spiritual direction. And one day she says to me, You know, I hate prodigal people. Like, I hate these people that, like, they lived a sinful life and then they had this conversion experience and now they're in love with Jesus and they're running around and they're all passionate and I've been faithful for my whole life and I don't even feel like Jesus listens to me most of the time. Are you envious because I'm generous? That's what our Lord says. And actually, for this person, part of her journey was realizing that she, in fact, was a prodigal person. She just hadn't yet allowed our Lord to convert that part of her heart yet that part of her heart that was prideful or that part of her heart that was uber independent and she was the one that was going to take care of everybody else so much so that she kind of forgot how to let our Lord take care of her. And over some time she she was able to really allow our Lord to take care of her. And one day she came into my office and she's like, I'm a prodigal person. Because when our Lord tells that story of the prodigal son, he's really aiming it at the Pharisees because the Pharisees are like the older brother who doesn't realize yet what he has. And he hasn't yet allowed himself to receive the Father's mercy or to receive the Father's love, to recognize that he's in the Father's gaze. 
So the parable our Lord uses, the workers are rewarded with money, and money has you know, numbers on it and things like that, but the real reward is love. The real reward is love. In our spiritual lives, the reward is love. It's that union that we have with our Lord that's the fruit of responding to him wholeheartedly. And so there's no finite value on that. It's simply when we respond, we experience it. And so in fact, those who respond later and those who respond earlier receive the same reward. But if we're truly responding out of love, we would never be jealous of those prodigal people. We would simply be joyful in the fact that they've now experienced what we ourselves experienced before. We'd rejoice in the fact that we know the same master, that we know the same love. that we're united to the same person. In the world of the spiritual life, those of us who have responded to our Lord, we should want nothing more than for more and more people to come to know that in their lives. No matter what their age is. And so if you haven't done so yet, I really would encourage you to think about the people that God has put in your life. Whatever circumstances they're in, if they're family members, if they're friends, if they're co-workers. And consider inviting them to RCIA. Now it starts pretty soon, but Sure, even if they missed the first week or two, it'd be okay. But just invite them to share with them the joy that you have. Share with them the joy that you have. Another very common late convert story is when you ask somebody, you know, you've been coming to Mass all these years with your spouse, why have you never converted? Top response is, nobody ever asked me. Nobody ever invited me. So consider inviting somebody. They might say no, but that's no big deal. They say no, you can stay home and watch Netflix on Monday nights. They say yes, you might change somebody's life forever. And so today, let us pray that we continue to be open to the ways in which our Lord calls us to follow him and the way he invites us to intimacy with him. Let's pray for those people who do not yet know our Lord or are in need of conversion. And most of all, for the courage to invite someone to come to know our Lord in a deeper way.
and the courage to share our faith with those people who are most important in our lives.